0: This is the social savvy Geek show with Laura Pensitencio on KDMT Denver's Money Talk 1690 a.m
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Social savvy Geek show. I'm glad you're here. Whether you're catching the live show or replay, thank you for listening. I'm Laura Pensitencio and last show I talked about how to stay in your genius and get more done. Today, we'll be talking about marketing, cal- marketing calendars and how planning them can transform your business. We'll cover how you can get more accomplished and less time by prioritizing and planning your marketing activities. If you've listened to any one of my other shows, you already know that I'm a planner. I have my marketing calendar scheduled out for the entire year, and I'm thrilled with it, but that wasn't always the case. So the process I use to start planning involves a desk calendar, Post-it notes, and Sharpies. I'm a digital kind of girl, and I really, really gave some pushback when this was proposed to me. I resisted this exercise at first because I didn't want just another thing to do and another calendar. However, once I did this exercise, one time I was hooked, and I've been doing it ever since. And the value of doing it is just, it's crazy good. Here's a quick look at why I love this calendar planning thing so much and why I've been teaching it for the past five years. When I started working for myself back in 2010, I did the same things The majority of my clients and students have started out doing, which means I did all the things. I attended every networking event, expo, and conference possible. I took as many meetings as I could take, and I try to squeeze everything in. I was the VP of Marketing Public Relations for my local ABWA. I was the president of my local chapter of the NAPW. I was the secretary treasurer for my BNI, so I participated. I volunteered, I worked my hiney off. I was very, very busy, but I wasn't making as much money as I wanted to make. I was taking in clients for sure, but not super consistently. I was definitely riding the entrepreneurial roller coaster. I'm sure you can relate to that. I did not have a system in place. I was doing way too much stuff, and I needed to focus and concentrate on doing less and doing what I was doing better. Once I started using a marketing calendar planning system, everything changed. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. You can download your free marketing calendar workbook from socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast and follow me on Twitter at socialsavvygeek. What is a marketing calendar? It's just a tool that shows all your marketing and promotional activities organized by date, literally on a calendar. Why you need one? It helps you launch your products and execute your campaigns in an organized way, keeps you focused on all of your activities, but specifically on each one as it comes up. It helps you look strategically at your activities before you start to make sure that you have a good mix, that you're not wholly focused on one thing and neglecting one part of your funnel or another. And it also helps you determine if you have the bandwidth to support your activities Helps you manage your planning, your budgeting, and your staffing, and also to track your success because you need to monitor your budget and track your vital statistics or you don't know if you're getting the results that you want, which is why you're marketing in the first place. So now that you have one or you know you need one, why do this on the physical calendar? Because like I said, I'm a digital person. I have everything in Google calendars, but I do use this physical planning exercise for myself, my clients, my students. And there's a lot of reasons, but mostly because it is subject to change. This is a plan, and it's fluid. And you may need to have to make changes to it throughout the year. As events come up, you could have a change in your family situation or a big new project that you do need to work in. So sticky notes let you move things around. The other thing about being able to move them around is sometimes people freeze. And they don't want to commit to an activity because they're afraid for whatever reason. But it's a sticky note. You can move it. So I just say, just stick it. Just stick it there. If it doesn't work out, we'll move it. And quite frankly, we move things around quite a bit. So it's also easy to see and correct your conflicts as you're putting things on your calendar. And then you just move everything around to make sure it's manageable and well spread out. So the absolute most important thing that this process did for me was allow me to gracefully and decisively say no. That is a big deal when you're a business owner because you, again, are doing all the things and you're trying to take every opportunity and you're like, this could be the thing. This next interview or this next blog article or this next Whatever you're doing that comes to you, this could be the thing that gets me out there that makes people see me. And I'm not saying that you should say no to every opportunity, but when you look at your calendar, you can decide based on what you're doing at that time, whether it's going to overload and tank one of your internal projects. Because before I did this exercise, I just took things as they came along and I was kind of winging it which is so not me. I don't know why I did that, but it's what everyone else was doing. But once I did this exercise, I said, no, no. I am. That's during my product launch. I am busy during that time. I'm fully focused on doing what I'm doing to move my business forward. And then by focusing on my internal projects instead of getting sucked into other people's projects and doing what other people want me to do, it moved my business forward leaps and bounds. Just from the year before I did this exercise to the first quarter of the next year, I tripled my business. It really, really makes a tangible difference. And by tracking your results based on your efforts, then you can see what difference you're making in your business. And then you know you're on the right track and you can keep going. Or If you've gone a little off track, you can adjust and do something differently next year. But again, having a system in place lets you know what you're doing, what's coming up, what kind of staff that you need. And really, it does give you the power, if you don't already feel that, to say no to other people's ideas for you. When I was... At the conference where I first did this, I did not expect that this exercise was going to be the most life and business changing exercise that we did. Like I said, I resisted at first. I flat didn't want to do it. But on the other hand, I do like to participate in activities. So I gave it a go. I didn't say out loud that I didn't want to do it. I was just thinking that in my head. But I went ahead and did it. And then after we did it, I was so glad and so grateful and again, now I've been teaching other people how to do this for five years. And sometimes someone comes in, and they didn't expect that this is exactly how we were going to run this exercise. And I see that look in their eyes like, Oh, no, this is crafty. This is a Pinterest project. And it probably is, it it definitely could be. But it's the most business moving forward Pinterest project you're ever going to put your hands on. So I at least have experienced that same pushback for myself so I'm able to help them move through that and get forward and take on. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensitencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. When we get back, I'll be sharing practical tips for, for creating your own marketing calendar. And we will be right back after this word from our sponsors.
0: Mark your calendars, boys and girls.
2: Social Media Day Denver is coming soon. Every year on June 30th, social media fans around the world come together each year to celebrate the myriad of ways in which social media has radically changed our lives for the better. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018. Collaborate with influencers, leaders, and dynamic speakers. Social Media Day Denver is a full day conference full of recognized leaders in the social media industry, both locally and nationally. Don't want to miss out. Join us at Social Media Day Denver, June 30th, 2018, and receive exclusive insider social media knowledge, relevant and actionable content you can apply immediately into your business, make impactful connections and relationships for life, and meet and chat with the experts. This event is enlightening and fun for entrepreneurs and small business owners and anyone else who wants to be a part of this dynamic group of social media experts. Find out more at socialmediadaydenver.com. (laughs)
3: I <laughs>
0: What is all the buzz about with Boost Biz Ed? Known for the past eight years as Boost Denver to their regulars, Boost Biz Ed Denver connects experienced business educators who have a heart to teach with brave and talented business owners who seek to learn new skills in a free-to-the-public format. By attending these Boost Power sessions, small business owners and solopreneurs take away immediate, life-changing, actionable items that radically catapult their business trajectories. Please join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9.30 to 11 a.m. That's downtown at the Spaces Ball. Park location. See boostbized.com for more details. With each boost session you attend, you'll walk away empowered to apply specific action that will immediately improve your business. Who doesn't want to do that? Their speaker topics include leadership, sales, marketing, and other subjects vital to the success of any business. Boost Biz Ed attracts great people. Networking happens naturally here, before and after all boost sessions. Again, join them the first and third Wednesdays of each month from 9:30 to 11:00 a.m. downtown at the Spaces Ballpark location. See boostbized.com for more details. Now, back to the Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pensatensio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690
1: AM. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. I'm sharing with you ideas for marketing your business. Download your free marketing calendar workbook to do this exercise yourself. Visit the show notes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast to get yours now. Using the system, I've been able to plan out successful marketing campaigns for myself, for students, and for coaching and agency clients. This particular method of planning works across all industries. So not all of the methods that I use cross industries. This particular exercise works for everyone I've come across so far. So don't worry. If you feel like you need to take notes, this is a high level overview, you can listen to the recording on iTunes, there's a workbook for you to download at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast, you can get your questions answered in the social savvy geek show insiders Facebook group. And finally, I teach this workshop at Colorado Free University and also in the training room at my office located in Office Evolution Southlands in Aurora. So get details for those at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash events. When creating your calendar, you want to make sure that it is customized to address your specific needs. This is not something you can just simply copy from someone else. You need to look at your industry and your events and where you need to be when you're making it. It should break down the days, weeks, months, quarters, etc. of the year and address the marking activities that will take place in each period. Your calendar will be more useful to you the more specific it is, it needs to spell out your individual promotions or events and be flexible because there's no right or wrong way to do this. It needs to work for you in your business. The purpose of the calendar is so that you can create actionable results. You need to be able to implement what you're planning or it's not super helpful. As an example, my calendar is a mix of local workshops and classes, followed each quarterly or each quarter by a quarterly preview. And that event goes into a semi-annual VIP retreat. So each stage leads to the next stage. And this serves my students and clients by teaching them in small bite-sized pieces and stages, but also it helps build their trust in me. So those who want more personal help can confidently invest in a higher level private program. So I don't just ask people to jump into the deep end. I teach them to swim, you know, in the shallow end first, maybe we got some floaties on but we work through and by the time they get to the next level, they're ready to handle it and feel confident in their decisions that it's just more useful and practical for everyone. I also have online programs available that launch twice annually and a smaller program that is always available. So those things go on online while I have local things. And this is what I'm talking about, having a mix of online and offline activities. So thinking about your marketing as an income generating activity instead of an expense is easier when you see the results from this planning. When you see how the difference is and how the business is coming in, then suddenly your marketing activities are an income source rather than just something that you're doing uh, because you think you're supposed to. You definitely have to track your activities, your resources and your results to get the idea of whether this is working for you or not. You want to include the marketing cost for each event and also the reason or goal for your attendance. That way you can track the results that came from the event By doing that, it's easy to see at a glance which events and which strategies were productive on target and which ones didn't do so well, and that will help you in planning your marketing from the next year. This, as I said earlier, helps you narrow your focus and say no to things that are not going to move your business forward. It allows you to see your investment and the value you have in your marketing system By keeping this record, you can build consistency in your planning. What did I do? Um, By keeping this record, you're able to build consistency in your planning. But you'll want to repeat these successful events from year to year and let go of those that don't produce the results that make the amount of effort you're putting in. So what – is the result that you're looking for is up to you. And the amount of effort that you're willing to put in to get the result is also up to you. But there comes a point where you say, I put in this much effort and this is what I get out and that's unequal, therefore it has to go. Everything takes more time the first time. So by repeating these same activities again and again, you can perfect your products or services and create systems that provide a better experience for your clients. So once the system is working, then you can add in more things, but it's better to continue on with the same things rather than always doing new things. So resist the urge to constantly try new things because you'll get better results by perfecting the few really good ones that you have. And it's better than constantly creating new things and putting all your energy into making new stuff. And you don't have any results to track to know what's working and what's not. So slow your roll, focus more on the few things that you're doing, instead of trying to cram all the new things in. So the goal is to plan each event, make sure you have the time and resources to maximize your efforts. And this is something that I'll say again and again, you need to know why you're doing it. You need to know what you expect to get while you're there and you need to have a plan before you do it for how you're going to follow up afterward. So on your calendar, having big gaps or multiple overlapping commitments is not ideal. Even if you have help, if you're the person who's in charge of a thing, you need to be able to focus on it fully. If there's overlapping things, then you really do need to make sure that you have human help, someone else who can take charge of that piece because you can only fully focus on one or maybe possibly two things at a time. But if you have three three things stacked up on the same day of the same year that are big launches, that's not a good idea at all. So everything revolves around major programs and a few key events which can't be moved. For example, I go to Social Media Marketing World and Social Media Day. Those are on specific dates and times. There's no wiggle room in my calendar for them because I'm not in charge of them. So once I make a commitment to go, I have to make sure that I'm not launching something while I'm out of town. Because that's a bad idea. This year, uh, my power partner Monica and I, we moved our sticky notes around a couple of times before we were comfortable with the timing. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. I'm sharing with you how to plan out your marketing in advance to get better results and more consistency in your business. As I said, you need to find the right marketing mix for your business. I highly recommend using online and offline strategies together. Selling products and services is a core goal for any small business. And in order to do that, you need to quickly generate quality leads and generating those leads is a common struggle and one that has to be overcome in order for your business to succeed. That's just the way it is. If you're struggling to get leads, you're, you're normal, but there's a better way. So how do you get your business in front of your target audience and ideal clients? I say, through planned purposeful marketing with online and off, you can increase the number of quali- quality leads in your database. You need to choose marketing activities that make sense for you and your business and include them in your marketing plan so that you can set yourself up for success. Your marketing plan that relates to the calendar that we're talking about. It should clearly outline how you're going to implement your strategy and which activities will make it onto this calendar. You may find that you're doing way, way, way too much and need to scale back to give maximum time and effort to activities that produce the results for your business. Or you may see that you need to add in more activities or commit to being more consistent in the activities that you're already doing. So if you look at your calendar and go, holy cow, there's no way I can do all these things, then you're probably doing too much. If you look at it and you see giant gaps and there's big periods of time where you're not doing anything, then you probably need to do more. And if you already have a calendar made out, but you're not consistently implementing the things that you planned, then you just need to get some help and be more consistent in your marketing. Because if you don't actually do the things, then it's not going to work out very well. So there's limitless ways you can promote your small business. With the correct mix of activities, you can identify and focus on the most effective marketing tactics for your small business. Now, if you look at your calendar, marketing calendar workbook, there's a brainstorming exercise in there. It lists 100 examples of activities you can include in your calendar. And it's broken down in these big sections planning, creating marketing materials, in person networking, direct mail, internet marketing, email marketing, contest, coupons, and incentives, content marketing, marketing help, and then other. So once you quickly highlight which activities you're currently doing and mark those that you think you should add in, you move on to the next section when you write them down in your activities list. And that's divided up into daily, weekly, monthly, bimonthly, quarterly, biannual and annual activities. Again, this is customizable. So if you have something that doesn't fit into one of those categories, make a new category and write it down. Once you write them out, you may change your mind about how much you can reasonably handle. At this point, if you have way too many of a quarterly event or an annual event, you might need to make some hard decisions about which ones you're actually going to do and which ones may need to wait until next year. That happened to me. I used to go to more conferences and I scaled back because I really want to make use of the conferences that I'm going to and deepen the relationships that I make there rather than going to every conference and then not having any result from it. Because quite frankly, I feel like that's a little bit of a waste of my time. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura pant Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about marketing planning and how using a calendar system can inform your marketing. I have seen students struggle with just starting this process. It's like you're afraid to put something on the calendar. And sometimes it's because expectations will then be set and you have goals that you have to make and activities that you're expected to do. But that's a good thing. Everybody gets a little overwhelmed from time to time and looks and says, Oh, I have other pieces of my business outside of marketing that need to happen. And this is just my marketing calendar. How on earth am I going to get all of this done? And that is why I say focus on doing fewer things and really do them well. And once you have your systems developed, and you know exactly what it is that you need to do to get your blog article out every week, or to get your, um, your radio show prepared, or whether it's, you need to uh, go onto Facebook Live once a week for five minutes, whatever the commitment is that you have made once you have a system in place, it became it becomes easier to get someone to help you with that thing. And if you do the same thing consistently, you're more likely to generate revenue from that activity, and then you can afford to hire help. You just need to make sure that you're budgeting your time, your help. And your resources wisely, and that way you don't run out of steam on your project. This is why we do the calendar in advance. It's a tool to help you, not something that is meant to overwhelm you and make you feel like a crazy person. You are listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. When we get back, we'll be speaking with digital marketing connoisseur Kelly Garrett on using messenger bots. Stay tuned.
4: All my Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. All major indexes hit all-time highs in early trading this morning. The Dow broke through 26,000 for the first time, just seven trading days from that 25,000 milestone. It's since pulled back, although all the indexes are higher. The Dow is up 158 points at 25,960. The Nasdaq is up 33 points. The S&P 500 up 8 points. Citigroup reported its largest quarterly loss ever this morning after its earnings were wiped out by a $22 billion charge related to the new tax law. The price of Bitcoin dropped nearly 10% in just one hour this morning, now down to a six-week low below $12,000. There are fears countries like China and South Korea will crack down on the cryptocurrency. The World Economic Forum begins in Davos, Switzerland, one week from today. It's been announced President Donald Trump will deliver the closing address there on January 26th.
0: The Larry Elder Show. The Larry Elder Show.
4: Now, about Haiti. It is a
3: basket case. And how are you helping them by saying anything other than that? What, every country is equally good? You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings? Every country gets a trophy? You get a trophy, you get a trophy, you get a trophy, you get a trophy. Is there a reason why Haitians want to come here as opposed to people here wanting to come to Haiti? Come on, grow up!
0: The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Lars Larson at 10, on Money Talk, 1690 AM
3: lending floodgates are open at Stanford Funding. Hi, this is Willie Dan with Stanford Funding. Now has never been a better time to refinance or purchase a home in Colorado. We can still get 30-year fixed rates in the threes and 15-year rates in the low threes. So call now at 303-458-8200 and we can get you approved in hours, not days. So whether your credit is perfect or less than perfect, we have the loan program to fit your needs. NEW ON THE JOB, SELF-EMPLOYED, PRIMARY residence, SECOND HOME, INVESTMENT PROPERTY DOES NOT MATTER. WE CAN LEND ON ALL SITUATIONS AND ALL TYPES OF PROPERTIES. So call your local Colorado lender now and talk directly to me, Willie Dan. I can personally answer any questions you have and walk you through the loan process myself like I have for so many others in Colorado and get the customer service you deserve. Don't wait. Call 303-458-8200 or apply online at stanfordfunding.com.
0: NMLS 306-720. Credit score 660. Loan to value 90%. Licensed by the Division of Real Estate. For more than 60 years, Colorado energy companies have relied on fracking. 90% of all oil and natural gas wells have been or will be fracked. Colorado is nationally recognized for our stringent state laws and regulations for oil and natural gas development. The need for reliable, affordable energy is always balanced with protecting Colorado and the environment. To see all that we're doing, go to cred.org. We now return to The Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pence Atencio on KDMT Denver's Money Talk 1690 AM.
1: You're listening to The Social Savvy Geek show. I'm Laura Pence Atencio. We're here with Kelly Garrett. She uses her vast knowledge and array of experience to pinpoint the right combination of style, technical components, and a roadmap to accomplish any marketing objective. As someone who fluidly transitions between the creative aspects of design and the technical requirements of online marketing, she's able to zero in and solve complex puzzles to achieve a polished, cohesive look, strategy, and execution for her clients. She's been creating brands for over 10 years. She's certified as an active campaign consultant Ambition Ally Partner and Bot Academy Bot Consultant. Welcome Kelly, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited, you are my people. <laughs> oh good, yeah. Yes. Yes. So I have a few questions that I'd like to ask you and I'm sure people are really just very curious about bots. So we're talking today about marketing calendars. And I wanna know how you can use a Facebook Messenger bot in your planning, in your marketing calendar.
5: Yeah, absolutely. So a bot is so flexible and allows you to do some amazing things. You can take your customers or your prospective customers on a journey and basically give them a choose-your-own-adventure style of experience. So the way to integrate that into your marketing calendar is that you would want to schedule periodic campaigns throughout the year, just like you would with any of your other campaigns. Just um, plan it inside a Messenger bot and reach out to them and take them on a little journey. Ask them questions and give them options. Do you want to hear about this? Click this button. Or if you want to hear about this, click that button. Um, You can also share all sorts of new content updates with them. You can share videos and audio. Um, You can allow people to choose what they get from you so you can segment them really well so that they're only getting the things that, that that they want to hear from you. And then another great thing to do is to share live events with them. So if you're going to hop mm-hmm. on a Facebook Live, send out to your your Messenger followers, "Hey, I'm going to be on a
1: live." People respond to that really well. You get a lot of live viewers for that sort of thing as well. Absolutely. I I subscribe to a few bots myself. I get uh, a notification every time Joel Com has a, yeah. a be live show, and I love it. So. One of the questions that I get a lot about any online marketing, but bots in particular, is do you need to have a large following on Facebook to use a chat chatbot effectively? Right. I get that one a lot, too. And the answer is no.
5: You're not, um, you're not able to message your existing Facebook subscribers. People actually have to opt in to your bot just like they would with your email right. and just like they have to like your Facebook page. So you do kind of have to build an audience. Up on that platform as well so you would follow invite people to connect with you on messenger mm-hmm. um, and you know so the way to do that is by creating an opt-in incentive just like you do with email as well right. so uh, have them opt in for that free download that you have and then follow up with a nurture sequence to get them to know
1: you and trust you and hear what you have to say you mean we repurpose what we're doing through our email marketing and yeah. and make it work online <laughs>
5: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's easy once you have all of that set up. Oh, so right. And you to get started, too.
1: Well, I think so. I've, I've made bots for my own page. I have not done them for yeah. clients because it's not my specialty. And I like to tinker with myself first before I uh, work with other people. But I have had yeah. people look at me and say well you already have a large larger following so they don't know that i'm an example so what results could someone expect when they try using a messenger bot
5: yeah and you know it's it's amazing because right now we are in this time period with bots where they're still new enough and Mm -hmm. people are still interested enough in them that they haven't been abused as much as things like emails so don't, don't jinx it <laughs> yeah, no, i know that's the only problem but um now is the time get in now while you can and you will see fantastic engagement because it's something that catches people's attention you know we have our phones on us 24 mm-hmm. um, 7. So, when you send messages to people through Messenger that they've opted in to receive, so they they want to receive your messages, yeah, we are seeing open rates between sixty and ninety percent, and click through rates between thirty and sixty percent. Now, email, you know, on the best email list, you're probably getting only twenty five, thirty, forty percent, maybe if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. So the the responses that you can get with a Messenger bot are fantastic. Um, and live chats also result in more direct sales and high ticket items. So it's it's fairly easy to connect with someone and engage personally through the live chat feature right. and sell them into, you know, answer their questions immediately and really have that personal connection with them and then sell them to
1: a higher ticket item. Absolutely. That works really well with with a bot. Absolutely. So I have also heard people who are a little... Um, I don't know standoffish about over automation and on my bot I always give people the option like speak to a human and yeah at this point when they speak to a human that human is actually me <laughs> yeah most of the time yeah. it's really me like because it comes to my phone and like you said I have my phone on me all the time and right you know I have help but I like I like to Messenger, the volume is low enough for me right now that I can personally handle it. That right. Change. But what do you recommend to people who are worried about over automation or getting overwhelmed with it?
5: Yeah, that's a great question. And I think there is this very fine, careful balance with Messenger that it's important to have a lot of it automated so that people can find the answers that they need right away, Mm -hmm. Um, it's going to be used less as a customer service type of tool and more of a educational type of tool. So um, like I was saying before, the choose your own adventure style, you know, let people kind of (laughs) write their own story of, of, you know, what information they want to receive from you. And, and don't rely on Messenger to automate things such as simple customer service, like right. answering basic questions, because the technology just isn't there yet. So Do you that's think it will you be? Want to, you know, that's, that's the whole artificial intelligence question, and I think we are probably several years away from that. I think you can get pretty close, mm-hmm. but the experiences that I've had, you know, there's always a way to trip up a bot. There's always oh, a sure. way to answer something or phrase it in a way that it's not going to give you the right answer Mm -hmm. so i steer people to stay away from trying to set up too much automation with answers knowledge based kinds of answers right
1: i made mine Um, funny at least i tried to make it funny and i asked people if it is funny and people are taking that poll and saying that is indeed amusing so if somebody says like are you a bot then i have some witty comeback that says yeah i'm a bot do you want to talk to a person or you know it's 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 pretty right. it, it's my brand of humor and it's my business so i can do that but everybody has their own brand and they have to make this bot fit into their style so if you're super corporate it should probably be super corporate but
5: um, right. do you have yeah.
1: recommendations for people along that you know yeah it's
5: it is a great way to inject a lot of personality into it. I a lot of people ask me, you know, well, should I brand it as myself? Should I brand it as my company? I created a separate identity for my bot. So my mm-hmm. bot has a name. It has its own avatar. What's his name? And, her name? Uh, Tara. Oh. Tara is her name. So she, <laughs> you know, she comes on. Hi, I'm Tara. I am cetera's personal assistant. You know, how can I help you? And and so it's very clear that you're speaking to a robot and not a human. And whenever I go in. I always say, Hey, Kelly here. So they know that there's this difference in who they're talking to. And so I think it's really important for companies to make that obvious to their users so that there's not this question and and it feels more personal that way. So I think, I think when it comes to branding it, you have to pick what's right for your company, the level of professionalism that you have at your company, but also make sure that your text reflects whether or not they're speaking with an automated version or if you're on live with them so that it's really clear
1: nobody feels like they're trying to guess who they're talking to. Awesome. Now, is that the best way to get a hold of you right now? Should we interact with your bot or what is the best way to get in touch with you and take action if someone's interested in learning more?
5: Yeah, certainly. My my bot is Tara, T-E-R-A, uh, etc bot and it appears in Facebook when you search for it that's a great way um, otherwise there's a pop-up that goes to my bot on
1: my website which is etc dot com awesome and I will absolutely link to all of your information from our show notes at social Savvy forward slash podcast so people can find you and interact with you and I'm personally fascinated with bots and cannot wait to see where they're going I think that Uh, They're definitely something that people should focus on in the upcoming year because, you know, organic traffic reaches going down and groups are great, but you can use bots, bots for everybody. (laughs) Absolutely. I know it is definitely something to integrate into your marketing for sure. and, And this year especially. Absolutely, I've I've had some people say they're kind of jumping off the Facebook boat, and I'm like, no, don't jump off it. Just kind <laughs> of change the way you're paddling, and use instead yeah, exactly. of pages. You know, make sure you're using groups and bots and uh, paid advertising. So, thank you so much for being here, and I you're will link welcome. to you on the show notes. Thank you yeah, for thank you. Yeah. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura pence Get your free goodies from our show at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. Stay tuned and I'll tell you which specific channels you should focus on first when we get back from this break.
2: As an entrepreneur, how does this sound to you? Learn how to make your marketing work for you without becoming a slave to your business, even if you don't have a big list. Does this sound like crazy talk? Because it doesn't have to be. This is how marketing is supposed to work. With a proven plan and systems that work, you can make your marketing a powerful, unstoppable force. Monica Miller of Monica Rights and Laura Pence Atencio of Social Savvy Geek have combined their genius to bring you marketing that converts simple proven systems that can make the difference between scrambling to find your next client and a thriving business with sold out events waitlists for private coaching and online program sales that used to be out of reach visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more that's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more visit marketingthatconverts.online to find out more that's marketingthatconverts.online to learn more.
0: Looking for adult education classes, workshops, and seminars in Denver? Colorado Free University offers a wide array of adult education classes in the Denver metro area. Their programs include Spanish lessons and classes and other foreign language classes, Compu Skills computer training classes, as well as arts and crafts classes, dance classes, writing classes, career and business classes and seminars, classes in personal growth and development, performing arts workshops, special events, and much more. They recognize that many Many of the folks who take classes at CFU are small business owners or aspiring entrepreneurs. An area of focus in their programming is putting together a great selection of social media training and online marketing. These days, you can't do business without learning at least a little about using social media and other online marketing tools for your business. Get more information at freeu.com. That's freeu.com. That's free the letter u.com. Now, back to the Social Savvy Geek, Laura Pensatencio on KDMT, Denver's Money Talk, 1690 AM.
1: You are listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatencio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about, in, about getting consistent results in your business by planning your marketing calendar out for the whole year. And as promised, I w- told you that I would share which channels to focus on. I do think you need to focus on the channels that make the most sense for your business. If you're B2B, we're looking at LinkedIn, B2C, we're still, as you heard last, looking at Facebook, but changing the way that we paddle. If you're in photography and retail, Instagram and Pinterest would be uh, for you to consider did have another entire show about choosing your channel. So refer back to that for more information. But when you're planning your calendar, you definitely do want to include where you're going to be marketing. I've mentioned a couple of times that I use Post-it notes and Sharpies on a desk calendar to plan this out, and it's true. After I figure out which activities I will do or have done, daily, weekly, monthly, etc., I designate a color sticky note to represent that activity. For example, on my calendar right now, marketing that converts online program is blue. We launch that two times a year. So when I see a blue sticky note, I know immediately that I'm looking at a marketing that converts activity. And I use the marker to write on the note if I need more detail about what that particular note is signifying. I got creative and bought sticky notes shaped like thumbs up for the radio show. So every Tuesday and Thursday, there's a big thumbs up sticky note on my calendar, which is a lot of fun. I don't put all the supporting content on the calendar because that's what goes into an editorial calendar. If you did the daily social media posting tasks and content calendar on your marketing calendar, it would quickly become a mess. It would be totally overwhelming and you wouldn't be able to see anything. So this is for your bigger activities and when things are out live to the public, not when you're doing them in the back end, that is where your editorial calendar comes in. And that is a topic for a future show, so don't worry, I'll tell you all about it, just not right now. So what we're putting on this calendar are the big things. And this comes in handy when deciding which industry events will be the best fit. It helps to spread your travel out, and that way I'm not exhausted at a critical time. The last thing I want to do is schedule a launch right when I've come back from the airport and I need a day to recharge and you know your body and your energy and how you as a human being work when you're traveling or when you're attending events. Do you feel energized after and it's the perfect time to do something or are you exhausted and need a little bit of time to recharge? This is personalized to you and your business. This type of planning also helps in budgeting your money as well as time. So I can immediately see which weeks I'll be traveling. And there's extra expenses as weeks like flights and hotels and event tickets and meals and related things. And I can by planning out ahead a whole year, I can find the most cost effective fares. I can have my um, my travel agent or assistant to look and watch flights if, if we want to save money. Uh, it's really more economical to plan ahead. Last minute usually costs more. So we're able to spread expenses out. I also went ahead and bought workshop materials in advance and in bulk for the first half of this whole year. So because I've done these workshops in the past, I have an estimate of what supplies I need to have on hand. I know this because I'm repeating the same activities again and again. Last year, I went to the store at least once a month, and that was not a good use of my time. So oddly enough, Although I strongly dislike shopping in general, unless it's online, because I can go on Amazon for a while. Uh, I rarely use paper products outside of workshops. My business is like 99.9% paperless. I don't like to print things out. Don't want to kill the trees. But I love looking at organizational products at office stores. I love office supplies. I don't know why it makes no sense. I mean, I guess it's taking me back to middle school when I used to use them. But I always, when I go shopping, seem to end up spending way too much time looking at things I have no practical use for, or I'm being in a rush, and then I'm disappointed I didn't get to look at things that I don't need. Go figure. I know it's so weird, but I guess we all have our little quirks, right? I also know that any major launch needs 90 days of preparation. The first 30 days are for content creation or updates and tweaks. So if it's new, you have to create all the content you're going to need for your launch. If it's something you've done before, then you can improve upon what you did last time and make the changes, do things the way you wish you had done that time for the future and it's a lot less work when you're tweaking. However, you still need to take the time and do it. The remaining 60 days are for list building and promotion. So once I have a date or a cart open date for an online program, then I can mark the 30, 60 and 90 day dates on the calendar and make sure there aren't too many things overlapping with them. You're listening to the Social Savvy Geek Show. I'm Laura Pensatensio. Find out more about me at socialsavvygeek.com. We're talking about the massive impact planning ahead will make on your bottom line. So in all this talk about planning your marketing calendar, one thing that I have not mentioned is this actually can be fun. Once you resolve to do this, make it you. Whatever it is that you enjoy about planning or making a calendar, make it fun. And if you say, oh gosh, nothing about that sounds like fun to me. Well, then think about what would make it fun. Get some stickers, get some stamps, pretend you're back in school. Do you want a gold star? Give yourself one. I'm not kidding. I have sheets of stars at my workshops for some people want them. I have lots of different colors of markers. They're not black Sharpies. I get like the package of 12 or 16 and it's lots of colors. So it's really making this something that you will enjoy looking at. And then you'll get better with the results as you do this exercise. The more often you do it and the better you get at planning, then the better results you'll get in your business. The first year that I did this, I got, like I said, triple triple the business in the first quarter and then it only got better. So I ended up like four times better the next year than I was the year before when I didn't do this. But then the following year, I already know how this works and what I'm doing and it becomes easier and there was a year where I didn't follow my own advice and I only did 90 days in advance and that that I felt rushed and stressed out and I didn't like it and so I will never do that again I committed to myself at that point that you know I need to walk the walk and do what I'm teaching and just because I've done this before doesn't mean that I get to skip it ever not a single year Um, So I highly recommend that if you've done this in the past, but you think, oh, I've already done it. No, no, no. Do it again, especially because dates change, weekends change, holidays change, and you need to tweak your calendar for this exact specific year, month by month and week by week. You can get your calendar workbook to do this exercise yourself at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash podcast. And you can find out more about upcoming workshops and classes at socialsavvygeek.com forward slash events. So I do teach this at Colorado Free University in Lowry right here in the Denver area. And then I also teach at Office Evolution Southlands in Aurora. And it's a lot of fun. We keep these classes small on purpose to make sure that everybody can go through it. Um, I haven't done this particular exercise as an online activity yet, but I am open to it. So if enough people want to see this exercise, I am happy to do a Facebook Live or some other method of showing you in the group how, how to do this. It's always better in person at the workshop when you can get your questions answered and say, okay, I'm in this specific industry, uh, how do I handle that? Or what is this event that I need to go to? One way you can look at that and handle it is to Google your industry, Google your peers, see where they're going, check out speaking engagements from known people in your industry. That way you know where your peers are and where other people who do what you do are. And that's a good place to start getting ideas. Once you've experienced an event, you can kind of decide whether you want to go to it again in the future, but often you'll want to try it once. Now, If you have staff in your business, you can also decide at that point who should go. Because if you're just one person, you have to be really critical of what you're doing and very protective of your time. But if you have a team, it doesn't always need to be the same person who goes. I would highly recommend you pick someone who likes to travel to travel to events. If you're in charge, don't travel. If you hate it, you could just go to one thing a year and make that your networking experience. I am huge into no surprise online marketing online networking making relationships through social media I've already told you a bunch of times I think Twitter is a great way to meet people and then you move that relationship onto LinkedIn and really help people in a business relationship and sometimes that blossoms into a real life uh, friendship online which can go on to Facebook and On a personal note, I have friends all over the world. I have not met face-to-face yet. Uh, I have a -a four-and-a-half-year-old daughter. I'm in a group of ladies uh, who have children at the same time, and they are my friends. We have relationships, and some of them I have had the pleasure of meeting in person. I look forward to meeting the other ones as well. How that carries over into a business sense when you're planning your marketing calendar is if you know... That you're going to an event, for instance, I said I'm going to Social Media Marketing World. I make sure to find out who else is going and pre-connect, get get some plans in place. Say, hey, I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. You're going to be at this networking thing. Let's meet up for a drink, or I'm coming in a day earlier. I'm staying a day late. Why don't we have lunch? So you can start getting to know people at the event before you go. Then you can have a deeper face-to-face relationship in person. And that is often how opportunities come into your business and into your life. Then you can refer back to your calendar and see if you have room to accept them at that time. But I, as I said, keep it a little flexible and leave room for the big earth changing opportunities that you just know actually are going to move your business forward and do refer to your calendar and say no when you look and see this is going to be great necessarily for someone else, but it's not going to move my business forward, then if you like the person, you want to help them, you could see if there's some other way or some other time where you could help. Sometimes no is not now. And sometimes it's just no. So if it's not now, use a calendar. And if it's just no, then just say no. Um, As I said, you need to protect yourself and your time and being critical of what you do. And this calendar exercise really, really helps you to do that. So next time on the show, we will be talking about how how to design your product funnel to win more clients. I have a question for you. Answer me on your favorite social channel. Have you tried planning your marketing calendar out for an entire year before? If yes, what type of results did you see from doing it? if no, why not? And you can give as little or as much detail in your answer as you're comfortable with. If you want to find out more information about whatever it was that was blocking you, feel free to hop into the Social Savvy Geek Show Insiders group on Facebook and ask a question. And I will hop in there and answer you. If I get enough of the same types of questions, I'll get on and do a Facebook Live and just answer them. And you can hop on and ask more. I'm here to help you get a handle on all of this marketing stuff. I fully understand that when you're not a marketing expert, that it seems very complicated and easily overwhelming. That's why we need this calendar, so that we can scale down, focus on just a few things, and really, really get to where we're doing them right and do the best that we can do. And again, nobody expects perfection from you. We just expect that you're trying that you're honest, and that you are doing your best and serving people genuinely with their best interest in mind. And that's, that's all we can ask from anyone. Help us as best you can and be upfront. So thanks for joining me today on the Social Savvy Geek Show. I appreciate you. Until next time, join our conversation online. Savvy.